Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. I'm going to bust your head, punk. I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> Me? You don't want to hurt Hank? And welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran, and with me, as always, is a man who did once have a tracking device implanted in the back of his leg, but that's a long story for this show, Chad Lindsay. How you doing, man? Hey! <laughs> oh, I am, uh, I'm great. I'm so, I'm so happy to finish the season out and finish it with this film. I loved it, uh, then, and... I love it now. Yeah, I enjoyed it more than I thought I remembered I enjoyed it. Because I remember liking it, but I was kind of like, ah, on the rewatch, I don't know. But man, I still liked it on the rewatch. It There was a couple things that made me laugh. Like, there's a lot of kind of unintentional comedy, I think, in here that's good. But the performances are good, man. The performances stood up, and for me anyway, and I like the martial arts. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm good. This is solid for me, and I remember seeing it in the theater a few times, just because it was an excellent movie and this was like 92 right so you know we had yeah mario cassar did this you know and he also had terminator 2 like you know the previous year so this was this was a good time for action movies and this is a karolko film and it was put together well and i gotta say i liked i liked every aspect of it i liked the way it was shot i like the way it was directed i love the story and i love the performances of jcvd yeah, and dolph lundgren i thought it was great yes jean-claude camille francois van varenberg he really brought it in this <laughs> film baby <laughs> colloquially known as jean-claude van damme he really brought it in this i i thought i thought it was great and i think it played to like this was jean-claude's first big film right like he had done blood sport he had done kickboxer he was the background guy in breaking yep (laughs) no Uh, retreat no surrender no retreat like but this was his big one uh his really big one that this one broke him you know yeah for us we were familiar with his work but for a lot of the uh u.s audience they had yet to uh see this guy and uh you know what a great big debut for him yeah same as same as uh uh, dolph lundgren like there's a good breakout role for him i mean he obviously he had had rocky four yeah, most people would have known him from Rocky Four, But, I mean, he's, he stretches more of his acting in this because in Rocky, I mean, he's basically, when he's playing the robot in this movie, when he's playing the, the Universal Soldier, that's Drago, basically, right? <laughs> For all intents and purposes. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways. Um, I think this is my favorite performance of Dolph Lundgren out of all of them. Yep. And he's done a lot of stuff that I've watched and really enjoyed. But uh, I really like him in this because... You know, we talk a lot about, okay, that's really hammy or that's really cheesy, but we always kind of have that rule. If it increases my enjoyment, yep, I love it. And I'll let I'll let errors slide or what have you, but yep. I just absolutely loved both he and Jean-Claude and the dynamic and the the lines that they have uh with each other and i love i just really like the acting in this it's just it's just awesome this is one of my favorites yeah man it's it's good i'm speaking of good action films like this year had some good films like like under siege came out rapid fire was this year um el mariachi was this year friggin the the original gladiator 
with uh, James Marshall and Cuba Gooding Jr., the boxing one, remember? Oh, yeah, with Brian, Brian Dennehy. Dennehy. Yeah. Big, yeah. and no disrespect, but big, fat Brian Dennehy in the ring at the end. Making him punch him in the forehead, remember? Yeah. yeah. Forehead Top down. of the forehead. <laughs> Toughest part of the human body. Like, that was awesome, and that had a wicked soundtrack. Like, I'm oh. telling you, man, late 80s, early 90s, they were friggin' crushing action movies. Dude. Like, they had this really cool template with, they're like, it's gotta be awesome, it's gotta have a wicked goddamn soundtrack, uh, people are gonna wanna buy it on CD, right, yep. for the oh, soundtrack. Yeah. Yep. And that had the uh, the remake of uh, We Will Rock You by Queen, that uh, oh, Gladiator Oh, that's right, one. I so, forgot about that, yeah, that was awesome. Like, that was awesome, we were down on Legere's like, sunroom, and we were blasting that soundtrack. Like, <sighs> blasting it. This did have, that did have a really good soundtrack. Yeah, that had an amazing soundtrack. And this one had a great soundtrack, too, because I used to put this movie on, and I'd work out on the heavy bag at home, and I always loved it at the end because there was a big fight scene, but then immediately after the fight scene, uh, Body Count by Ice-T comes on in the credits, (laughs) and I'd be just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck up this heavy bag, baby. So, I mean, mean, this is a great adrenaline-pumping film, and like you said, like a lot of films came out at this time that were just really, really good. And I think that, you know, as far as martial arts movies goes, you know, like the early to mid 90s were in many ways like the heyday because they were just coming out week after week. It was great. That was even the, uh, Army of Darkness even came out that year. Like this is a, oh, yeah. this is a dope year for movies, dude. <laughs> this is so <laughs> this good. Is, this is a dope year. for Oh, movies. my God. Indeed. All right. Yeah. So let's let's chuck into uh, Universal Soldier here. Like you said, 1992. So this one had a decent budget. Budget of twenty three million, which you know, not bad at all, and then worldwide gross of a hundred and one million dollars, according to screenwriter Dean Devlin, who went on to go right into Independence Day, which was another, you know, classic action movie. Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum. This one had an, an original title, was not actually Universal Soldier. Apparently, the original title was Crystal Knights, <laughs> which, which, come on, son, no, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's it. It sounds like a, like a knockoff Lego set, Crystal Knights, Crystal like, Knights, you know, that right? You would get that you would get with a Happy Meal or something. Hey, get the new Crystal Knights. It sounds to me like a a theme show of Cirque du Soleil or something like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like something you'd go see at the Ice Capades. <laughs> yeah. And now, welcome the Crystal Knights. <laughs> <laughs> stupid ass. Yeah, you mentioned um, Lundgren. This is his best acting. I think so, too. He had an acting coach on set to help him the whole time. He was really good. Apparently, when if you listen to him talk, he was kind of trying to slow the the bad, evil guy down, and he was kind of modeling it off of uh, Jack Palance in Shane. In Shane, yeah. I did yeah. I did hear that. Yeah, and he he does do a really good job at being the cool and collected bad guy. Yeah, I keep thinking whenever I see him in this movie now, I keep thinking of that Bill Hicks. Yeah, Bill Hicks talking does, about, the, does the, the gun. <laughs> yeah, he's doing Jack Palance in shame. I don't want no trouble, Mister. I'm just, I'm just here to get some gingham for my wife. I don't even know That's what right. gingham is. <laughs> That's right. But I'm supposed to get it, and I don't want any trouble. Yeah. So funny. Yeah, I keep thinking about that every time he does his thing. So kind of awesome. They kept having to make the dialogue shorter because of. Uh, jcvd's accent which is how they yeah. got down to that classic line of i just want to eat <laughs> which is <laughs> so good oh it's right? way better and it's way better he reminds me of so many of our friends at that time who were in like their late teens and early 20s just trying to speak with like a piece of egg salad sandwich <laughs> stuck to their lip <laughs> I just i just want to eat i just want to eat 
Yeah, yeah, Luke, uh, it's I amazing. ate the whole fucking hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a deep inside joke that you won't get unless you know us. <laughs> yeah, real, real, real inside. deep cut. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into this. I, I broke this up as normal into five sections. Section one here, we get uh, the Vietnam section where Luke Devereaux and Andrew Scott get killed. We they get them frozen, uh, and then we flash forward to 1992, present day, quote unquote, where uh, they are reborn as super soldiers and they're trying to foil a terrorist attack on the Hoover Dam. And we also get the intro of the reporter, uh, Veronica Robbins, and we, we end up sort of finishing up the, the Hoover Dam attack. So we get the flashback initially here to the uh, Vietnam scene, or I guess the Vietnam War, as it is, with Luke Devereaux going through the forest here. Yeah, this uh, this is an excellent example of a short scene that gives you a really good understanding of our characters and leaves you with a what the fuck at the end of the scene. I, yes. I really like this scene because it shows both guys. And then of course it shows just how crazy uh, Andrew Scott has gotten and how the war has just twisted his mind up and he's now making necklaces of human ears. Yeah, I really, I thought it was a great opening. Melted his brain, yeah, because he's he clearly has lost his marbles. As has the guy that Devereaux stops first here and grabs his face. What happened? And the guy goes, "Fucking dead, fucking dead, fucking dead, fucking dead." He just runs away and immediately gets blown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he does not do well, but he does give us he does give us the thing that we want. But yeah, that that line is pretty funny. And then the black guy runs off and he gets pretty much killed, I believe, with flares and stuff. And yeah, as JCVD, or I guess Devereaux here, makes his way through the jungle, he ends up finding the the person there with the cut-off ear. Mm. Flips the helmet off and Homeboy's ear is cut off and he's like, oh my god, what's that? He gets the the face, which, this again, this is a good scene, man. Like, Van Damme's acting is pretty on point here, I think. And the set I, that they're on I, is good. I think it is, yeah. Like, the fucking trees are literally on fire, right? Yeah, like the lighting, the cinematography, the way that they got the shot composition. It's great. Like, it's a great setup. And it looks like they're on a studio, most likely, with, you know, rain machines and stuff like that. But the way they've got the uh, the fire inside the cabinet as their practical light source that's just kind of flickering, it makes Lundgren look a lot more evil and ominous. It's uh, It's done well. I really enjoy it. Lundgren's menacing. Dude, like when they go in and they're just showing his hands weave the ears onto the onto the rope, he, he it reminds yeah. me of the the I know this is a people are going to go you're absurd, but it reminds me of the Kurtz character from Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I think it. I think there's a lot of things that this film does that borrows from like a lot, <laughs> like, uh, like yeah. quite a bit yeah. that borrows from other films, and I would say that this was heavily inspired by Apocalypse Now. So I don't think you're absurd. Well, I do, but just not really <laughs> not for case. that particular comparison. <laughs> yeah, I like Lundgren. Like he's, I'm I'm impressed with the closeness of his shave for being in Vietnam. Well, yeah, I, he is a Gillette man, but he's got that cool feather thing in his hair, and he's got the ears on his neck, and I mean, you get a couple of cheesy lines with the, you know, when he holds the ears up and stuff. But he's got the war paint on, like his it's yeah. it's good, man. Like I really dig it, and he's you know he's freaking out about they're all traitors and they're all. You know, we got to kill all the traitors. And man, I'll tell you when Devereaux's like, man, come on, dude. Like, I just, I just want to go home. <laughs> just, can you screw yeah. up, screw up with this bullshit, please? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me at two in the morning. Every time we go 
to the city to drink. I'm just right. like, hey, yeah. man, listen, I just, I just want to go home. <laughs> I just want to. That's me at 1030. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Come on. I just well, in 92, it would have been two in the morning. Yeah. yeah now, now 10 o'clock, it's like, hey, yeah, <laughs> this is getting out of Can hand. Can we go to Freeman's for a slice? No, no, <laughs> no. Freeman's is open until four and I'm going to f- have a fucking brain hemorrhage. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, these the two actors that play the hostages here are good, like you believe that they're terrified. And he's trying to make him shoot them in the head, and he just pulls it out and just, boom, blows that dude's head open. Yeah. And that's uh, good, man. Devereaux just reacts and kicks the gun out of his hand and drops him and runs with the girl. You know, once they get outside here and he, he kind of runs, you get out there and, and <laughs> Scott just shoots him in the back of the leg, <laughs> drops him, and he's like, run! You know, the Van Damme runs, she's freaked out, and then... He pulls the grenade, Lundgren pulls the grenade and throws it at her like fucking Crocodile Dundee with the soup can and just nails her with it and blows her up. Oh, yeah. And uh, Devereaux just is like, no, you know, does the Van Damme know? And then he stands up on his shot leg (laughs) (laughs) and just runs at (laughs) Lundgren and stabs him with the bayonet and twists that shit. Yeah, he does give it a good twist. Lundgren's face is awesome because yeah. he's just, right, he's all mad. And then he pulls his gun out and pop, 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 and shoots Devereaux in the chest. And then they're shooting guns at each other point blank. It's a good scene, man. They both have their war faces on. Remember from Apocalypse Now? Rawr! Show me your war face. That was uh, Full Metal Jacket. What did I say? Uh, Apocalypse Now. Oh, I'm Just because we were talking about it earlier. Yeah, it's stuck in my <laughs> head. Yeah. Was... And then speaking of Apocalypse Now, when the choppers come in to, to kind of get the bodies and stuff and clean up and shit, that seems... That's reminiscent of of uh, Apocalypse Now. It's pretty good. And uh, you get the whole talking about, you know... Oh, Jesus Christ. Nice touch. I'd hate to be the poor schmuck who has to explain this shit back home to Ma and Pa, huh? Sir, how do we write this one up? I mean, what do we say happened here? Nothing. Nothing happened here at all. M.I.A. We didn't find anyone. Do you understand me? What, they're going to call this M.I.A.? <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy looks in the body bag like, oh, my God, how do we write this up? And that one guy goes, yeah, uh, nothing happened. We didn't find anybody. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that guy was uh, one of the thugs slash Bruce Lee's first students in uh, Dragging the Bruce Lee story. I, yeah, I think he was, that actor was uh, one of the guys at the at the school. He looks like the big football player, possibly. He was definitely the big football player in the program. And I think he is one of the guys from Dragon the Bruce Lee story, but Maybe. I could just be making it up, He's making shit up. But I think, he, I think I think he was, I think he was Benny. I think I think his name was Benny in uh, Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Anyway, he got a he got a small role, and uh, it was pretty cool. Good for him. Then you get the body bag zipped up, and then boom, opening credits, Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, this is a great way to open a movie, and I, I still. I still hold fast to the statement I made saying that the Steven Seagal title card for Out for Justice is the greatest of all time. But yep. uh, this 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 is uh, close uh, close behind it. It's Maybe pretty not good, second, man. but it is good. The way that like you see a movie open, like open with the stars name on the on the title card as the body bag gets zipped up so it's like zip jean-claude van damme zip dolph lundgren well it's a great way to open a story especially because it's not told in flashback like this is the beginning of the story is they die and it's a it's it's an awesome way to open the film because you're just like what (laughs) like it's so good well it's funny because apparently i was watching an interview with dean devlin and they were talking about writing the movie for these two guys for Van Damme and for Lundgren 
and they were like, God, how do we make this movie? Like, how do we make this work? How do we do it? Because they're not super well-known actors at the time. And they were joking in the writer's room. And one of them said, well, why don't we just kill them right off the bat? <laughs> like laughingly. And then Devlin was like, hmm, I'm listening. Go on. <laughs> and that's how they kind of <laughs> came on. up. Like, just fucking kill them right away. <laughs> and then I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> Lisa, I'd like to buy your rock. Yeah, right. it's a uh, it's a wicked uh, wicked opening scene. I uh, really think that it sets up the world well and gives you enough information, but then kind of leaves you with a little bit of a mystery that yes. you know we don't get the answer to completely until well, it get it they 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 trickle the information out enough to keep you interested while they have these really cool action scenes so yes. really cool i like it a lot then we get the smash cut to quote unquote present day so at 92 the big plane lands in the uh the unisol the big universal soldier truck comes out on the tarmac here the big 18 wheeler or whatever the hell it which is which is dope oh it looks like a fucking it when it opens up and the sides tsh, and pop it looks like a fucking emo optimus prime <laughs> looks <Yeah>. awesome <laughs> Yeah, because it's all black and shit. It's fucking wicked. Optimus Prime with a bad attitude, <laughs> right? If he was a fucking sad high school student, just <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that opens up, and they end up getting the soldiers coming out here, and we get the first kind of shot of uh, JCVD and Dolph Lundgren getting off. And man, I'll t the one thing I didn't like about this was the fucking resolution on the eye cameras from the soldiers. Oh, I expected yeah. Pong to start playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was so well, digitized. But, I mean, you know, it doesn't, it's, you know, you're basically still in the 80s. It's 92. But whatever. You see Ralph Moeller there, too, who is jacked. Yeah, R Ralph Moeller is giant. And it's funny because, you know, Van Damme's not a little person. But when they're all lining up, like, Chuck Norris's son is the first one that plays the soldier. Right. And then he moves. And then giant Ralph Moeller comes in. And he is massive yeah. like absolutely huge and then uh next thing you know you got jcpd who <laughs> looks small in comparison just because like the well, last couple guys were so massive he's sandwiched between ralph moeller dolph lundgren and tiny lister like <laughs> yeah exactly jesus like anybody's looking small in that lineup <laughs> yeah and they look good. Like they look wicked with their with their eyepieces and their headgear and all that stuff. They look freaking cool. Yeah, man. man. Like that like the wardrobe and costuming, like the uh like the fatigues they wore, the headpieces, you know, very much like the Borg from Star Trek, like mm -hmm. futuristic. And, you know, the big truck. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It's awesome. Like it was like it was great. It would have made a great like eighties toy collection. <laughs> oh my god, right? Little action figures and stuff. So then we get the hell they all load under the helicopter and they're going over to uh the Hoover Dam here to break up this terrorist attack. Initially, uh, in the original script, apparently it was a little darker with the government being behind this terrorist attack on the Hoover Dam so that they can use the soldiers to test them. Yeah, I did read that, that it was basically like a like a setup type thing. Yeah, like a, a bit of a darker, more deep conspiracy type plot line, but they just kind of backed it out for mass audiences i guess mm. but uh yeah it's good man they they zip in here and they're flying kind of <clears throat> low over lake mead the the general or colonel or whoever it is shows up here and all the soldiers the unisols kind of drop out of that chopper and swim whatever the hell it is it's cool they do the cool seal drops out of the helicopter those tin soldier drops like pew, pew. 
Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, like they, they like this movie's got a good budget and they and they work it too. Like oh yeah, you know it's so called low budget, but you know it looks big budget. It does look big budget. Then we get our first glimpse of Allie Walker, the reporter with her cool hat and her smoke hanging out of her mouth, being cool, showing up late because she's an asshole <laughs> yeah. to the job. <laughs> she's like, God damn it, motherfucker's supposed to be up there already. Gotcha, she's stupid, driving my stupid <laughs> side <laughs> panel station wagon like an asshole. So she. <laughs> she so get over here, get online, and then she leaves her cigarette in until the last second before the TV feed goes live. But she handles it like a champion, and then we're going to see she gets fired pretty quickly for being a dickbag. But uh, so she's there, and then the soldiers are making good time getting up to the dam here, and you see all these terrorists, and they're they got like forty hostages on this dam. Yeah, there's a there's a big group of them, and you know they don't need to, but they never really explain like what they're doing <laughs> like at all no there's the obligatory suitcase remember, thing because i've seen it like numerous times and i don't think we ever find out you know what these terrorists want why they're there but i don't think they need to like it's just like hey plot device like let's yeah. get these guys in action as quickly as possible and i totally forgive it like a lot of times i'll say to in in films like that's so stupid there's no motivation but for this I don't know. It just works for me. Yeah, I like it, man. It, it seems to work. The The soldiers end up swimming whatever it is, a mile and a half in seven minutes or whatever the stat is that yeah. they say. And they're all like, Jesus, what yeah. the hell? And they, Patrick Duffy, man from Atlantis. <laughs> right? <laughs> they needed a water shot of him swimming like a dolphin like he used to, remember? <laughs> like, wow! And the, the soldiers get to the dam and they're climbing up with just their arms like Fezzig and the fucking Princess Bride on the Cliff of Despair, yes. remember? <laughs> All the snipers are like, what the shit? Yeah, it's it's good. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, so they get to the top of the dam here. And once they get to the top of the dam, the they get the um their pistols out and stuff. And man, Lundgren and JCVD make a long pistol headshot. <laughs> Like when they pan away here to how far away they are making this headshot with his pistol, I was like, "Whoa, that's a long way." <laughs> that clips him in the face. Is. <laughs> and uh, then we get kind of the the signature stunt of them. Well, I should shouldn't say the one of the signature stunts of the movie here, where the Unisols get to the top of the Hoover Dam here and they start fast roping down the front of the dam. This I had never seen before, and nor had I, I thought it was. Incredible, because everyone has seen people repel the traditional yep. way, and I can't find it. But I remember. Do you remember before the internet? There, sometimes you'd be watching TV, and these little mini documentaries would show up promoting a film, yep. like you know, seven or eight minutes long, and it'd be like the trailer and a few things behind the scenes. I think they gave it to networks, yep. like. If a show ever ran and they're like, hey, we need to fill eight minutes or we need to fill four minutes here, put this promotional thing in. Yeah. But they were doing like behind the scenes. This is before I saw the movie and it showed this and I can't find any reference to it, but I remember them saying it was called Aussie repelling. Aussie repelling or fast roping. Yeah. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I remember seeing that and they were like, it's called Aussie repelling. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to see the movie. Cause like these guys are running down the dam, like face down. I was like, yeah. Oh man, that's so wicked. It's crazy. And I mean, the, the, when you see it, I remember, like you said, the first time seeing it, being like, Jesus Christ, look at these guys running down the dam. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like, Oh my God. Cool. And like the terrorists at the bottom wouldn't think to look up 
and see people running down the face of the fucking dam like Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> yeah. they'd just be like, Whoa. Yeah, like, you could you could completely have your, like, we did China O'Brien, and we were like, oh my god, that guard had his back to that crowd. But, yeah, that would be the place that you would think is the safest. Right? Like, that steep fucking dam right behind you. At the you. bottom of the dam, you know, you're just covering out in front of you, like, oh, okay, I'm very obvious. I've got my back to a wall. Like, I'm safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and these two guys. Oh, you are not safe. So yeah, they have stuntmen obviously doing the the fast roping here, and then JCVD and Lundgren take over for the last like seven feet. The little takeouts here are cool at the bottom, where they just walk up behind and just snap these dudes' necks. Like JC just wraps his neck and punches him in the face, and fucking Lundgren snaps the dude's neck and then stomps on his face. <laughs> then stomp. That stomp is a great shot. Oh. Like it's such a good shot. I mean, you know, JCVD does that front kick. And then uh, Lundgren takes the guy out. The guy is out. Oh. He doesn't need to. No. And then he just kicks him right in the face. Well, that's when the, and, the guy uh, in the booth goes. I think homeboy's starting to like this shit. Don't be ridiculous. Continue playback. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's like, impossible. Yeah. And I'm like, no, he is. He oh, is. no. he. But that was a good. That was a good foreshadowing, right? Yeah. Like, I think he's starting to like this. Like, like the movie does a lot of good things that kind of tease and set things up, and that's just certainly another little bit of foreshadowing that that pays off. Yeah. And then the fakest, the fakest repairman walks in, <laughs> Ralph Moeller, wearing that mechanic suit, not a speck of dust or oil on him, perfectly shiny fucking helmet. Perfectly shiny lunchbox. Like, yeah. And, like, I would become immediately suspicious if I saw Ralph Moeller, like, anywhere. Like, at the dentist. or Because you know, he's so goddamn big. You're like, okay, well, he's obviously here to do something bad. Well, like, he's he just death walking. staring at them and just walking directly at them with no flinch. <laughs> Even though three of them have guns on him and they just light his shit up with the machine guns. <laughs> oh, they do. They're like, oh, all right. So, uh... Shot you to death. And of course, as he moved, as they, you know, move by him to find out what's going on, the hand moves. And once the hand moves, he just sits up and shoots that one dude in the face. And then uh, JCVD and Lundgren come out of the back and take out the other two dudes. And that's pretty much it, man. But again, like you said, they set it up here because the two, the two hostages there that are on their knees behind the rope, and they look like the two people that were in the tent with him back in the day. And he closes his eyes and has the flashback thing. So yeah, and again, it's 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 foreshadowing as well because you know the the way that the shots frame with you know Lundgren Van Dam yeah. is completely in focus and Lundgren's in the back and he's out of focus, but you can see his gun yep. and he's staring right at Van Dam. Oh, yeah. Like they did a good job because you're just like, oh man, we're going to see this again. Like <laughs> they did it. Like it, you know, Van Dam. Like his acting is good because he turns around and he just like looks at Dolph Lundgren like, hey, that's. I think that's that, him. That's like, the guy. That's good. I like it. And Lundgren's staring death at him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's good, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, yeah. Pretty friggin' great. So now we get the reporter after she gets fired here. She wants to get the story, obviously, of what's going on with the soldiers. What's happening? I uh, got to get a story. Come with me and let's get the story. Why don't we try that? She is <laughs> directly responsible for his death, which, sorry, sp oh, yeah, spoiler 100%. for five minutes in the future, but he's going to get fucking shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they drive out to, you know, wherever this plane sort of Unisol encampment is, wherever they're they're packing up. This is one sort of issue that I have here. Although let me let me back up one quick minute because <laughs> this made me laugh when 
when Van Damme had that little flashback when he looks at the people and he turns around and looks at Van Damme. Part of me just wanted him to go, wait a minute. <laughs> I so wanted that line to be in there. That's all I thought when he turned around. Hey, this is a trick. <laughs> You're trapping me. So yeah, anyway, the reporter and the guy go out to the desert here to the where the plane is with the unisols. My question is, how the fuck do these two get this close to this plane for this long and not get shot or interrogated or grabbed? Yeah, it's clearly open in every direction. They're driving right up to it. There are other cars Uh, like in the area and Jeeps and guards. There's military police. Like, nobody sees the car. They're standing around. They're literally like she could throw her fucking GoPro (laughs) twice and get film of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, she's in, she's in tight. I don't know. They just, they just drove yeah. right up to it, and then they know. cut inside to the Unisols, getting you know cooled down to, you know, heal up or freeze or whatever. Another question: Why don't you have these dudes on cycle, so you can have these dudes out patrolling? Do you know what I mean? Like that's actually a pretty brilliant idea, <laughs> right? Because then you never have to have them. <laughs> I keep thinking that. Like, why are you charging them all at the same time? Yeah. Ass hats, like. Yeah, I don't even I don't even do that for my phone and my computer. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, that's dead. Yeah, like, like uh, you could have two soldiers protecting the entire encampment, right? and the rest of them all on because they freeze. can all run as fast as a fucking yeah. car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lundgren is jacked here in this seat. He is yoked. Oh, every everybody's jacked in this man. It's crazy. and they were all saying like, like behind the scenes they would all be fighting over the weights to get pumped up before the scenes because they're all vain like big bodybuilder guys. <laughs> they all wanted to get pumped. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, they interrogate Lund or they sorry they interrogate Van Dam here to see what happened with him, and of course the colonel's like he's fine. I think we should take him out of the program until we can run some tests on him and find out what's going on in his head. Gr forty four stays with the program, but Colonel, he just got a little mixed up. Just give him the serum. I kept thinking, like, okay, (laughs) if I put, like, mismatched socks on, that's a little mixed up. Like, he almost went offline and killed a fucking town of (laughs) of people. Like, Jesus, Jesus, you got to be a little careful with these guys. Tiny Lister's goddamn huge, too, by the way. Oh, he is massive. Absolutely massive. I like the needles in the back of the neck, very Matrix, with the little super juice. Yeah, the the interior design of... Of the truck is great. the The way it looks, I mean, obviously, it's not really inside the truck. It's, well, yeah. it's a set, but it it looks awesome. Like it's it's really cool. Like the computers, the lights, the glass they have there. It looks it looks really good. I love the production design of uh, the whole inside of this uh, mobile yeah. unit. Yeah, I like it too. And again, they flash back out to outside with the reporter there, and it's now nighttime. They're still there. Nobody's fucking with them. Like <laughs> nobody's. It has shit. been hours, and they're literally a hundred meters from this plane where the goddamn guys are. Nobody's asking questions. Yeah, and they're just they're just putting Rolf Moller in now. Like it's like well, just let him out there to, to yeah. stink. Like you know, <laughs> take care of your Ralph Moller because please. you know it's not like I'm sure he wasn't free or anything. And then she, yeah, she goes in and and wants to get pictures of this, so she sees Ralph Moeller there. And she's right there where the guy, like the doctor is putting him in with bloody hands and she's right fucking there. And when she goes up to take the pictures of him, she opens up the little, whatever it is, the little casket thing. And uh, he friggin' like opens his eyes like Nosferatu 
and friggin' like tries to yeah. like look at her and sit up, and she's like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" But then they show her, <laughs> yeah. and she's on CCTV. Like, there's videotape, and they're <laughs> fucking watching her. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like really, like for the for the greatest soldiers like the world has ever seen, their security is incredibly well, lax. Like incredibly yeah. like because there's a camera there's a camera right there and she's like literally underneath the camera with a flash, kachik kachik, and this is like uh, and the only a program one... that's like not known of by the Pentagon that it's so secret and this chick yeah. can just walk it's the so fuck secret. Up. <laughs> oh, it's too funny, and then she's running away. Fuck 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 fuck. Yeah. So that yeah, she runs back to the truck and she's like, you know, like the IKEA commercial. Start the car! Start the car! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're coming after. If you ever see me running from a military plane towards you, <laughs> start, start the, the car. goddamn car. But they, he leaves and then they crash immediately. <laughs> they immediately yeah. jump Duke's like, hazard onto the roof. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, look, a ramp. Let me put two wheels on it so I can flip the station wagon. And they flip it. When you look, neither of them are wearing seatbelts. They jump this car, flip it, crash upside down, and they're they're you know, they're fine. They're just like Homer in the bus, like, oh great, now I'm upside down. Like they're just <laughs> now I'm upside Can you down. get me out of here, please? Just help Plan me out. Versus. Help me out. <laughs> So the two Unisols, Lundgren and, uh, I guess I should say, GR-13 and GR-44, uh, Lundgren and JCVD respectively, pull these two out and get them in front, and they want the film. The, the colonel wants the film that she has, so Lundgren asks them for it. And uh, this is where the <laughs> freaking GR-13 just shoots this camera guy right in the face, right in front of the reporter. Yeah. And he doesn't get, he gives zero fucks. He does. He looks really good and and it's the way that they did it is good because they have the guys back on the universal soldier playset the yes. truck right they've got everybody there they're watching through the cameras on the computer screens and listening to the to the dialogue and stuff like that so you've got a nice reaction from other people while it's going on and i thought that was i thought that was just a a nice extra yep. touch and then they just have him shoot him in the head again like the Vietnam flashback. Yes. And the guys in the truck are like, holy <laughs> fuck, what's going on? Jesus! <laughs> well, and Van Damme, like, turns to him like, what the shit? Like, even as a soldier. And then kicks the gun exactly the same way and punches him with the gun. Yeah. You know, repeat of the yeah, flashback. The same so. thing. And then he grabs the girl, same as before, and they got to get the hell out of there. So he just runs with her to the truck, and they're like, what the, hey, um, 40, 44, what do you, hey, what do you, what are you doing there, 44? Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Why don't you stop? Why don't you try, try stopping? And as soon as they tell him to, well, they shoot the truck, first of all, but then he stops the truck like they tell him to. And the, girl, the girl's like, what the hell are you doing? Come on, get out of here. Hey, go. GR44, turn the car around. Are you dead? You are simply confused. What are you doing? Why are you stopping the car? They're to go, you asshole. Like... And this kind of made me kind of go like, what the fuck? Because she's like, will you go? How about you go? And the guys are obviously talking to him and he turns to her with the face, the the head thing on. And she just grabs the little eyepiece headset thing and chucks it out the window. She's, Give me that. Is that how they're controlling you? Throws it out the window. And the colonel goes, oh, damn it. She, she took me off. 
Like, is that yeah. how easy it is to yeah. fuck with your system? It just <laughs> it, it, it is that easy. Like $250 million <laughs> soldier, you just take their headset off and then just start telling them what to do. Start driving. My grade eight science teacher smacks me in the back of the head and I'm fucking up a military program. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Lundgren's head headset is off too and that's when you get the little traitor that was a great again that was great like they yeah i mean i sound like i'm totally in love with this movie and you know what it's because i am (laughs) when when he does that and he's just like traitor and i'm like yeah they're just they're just building on all that stuff that happened before where you know and you can see them starting to kind of you know whatever it is the sort of memory slumber that they're in because of the program like they're starting to regain their consciousness from their former life. Yeah. Which is Yeah, I like awesome. it a lot. You can see Dolph Lundgren's eyes open when he's back in the in the truck there and he's looking around like he's not right. He's not fully under their control anymore. Yeah, like the other soldiers are there. Yeah, and he's he's sitting there with his eyes open, like looking around, taking it all in, yep. which is cool. And the scientist guy starts to get a, a little bit <laughs> he comes over and I can't just cover this up. We have a moral obligation to tell the truth about this. And the colonel's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That colonel, that colonel is awesome. Do you remember he was in, uh, he was in uh, Lethal Weapon when uh, yes. Gary Busey was getting his arm burnt. And he's like, uh, yeah, that's Mr. Joshua. Yeah, Joshua. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> he was just so freaked out over that. But yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he was great. What the fuck? Are you fucking crazy? Like, well, I wanted him to go to the, I wanted him to go to that, that scientist and be like, dude, nobody knows about this program. You lie about your job all day, every day. Like, what are you talking about? This is literally yeah. a secret project. Yeah. Very, like Hudson Hawk. What the <laughs> fuck is the matter with you? Right? Too funny. Anyway, GR-13 Lundgren is awake here. And uh, then we get a bit of a cut back to the truck to 44, to JCVD and the reporter. And she's like, oh my God, you've been shot. She's like, why do I, we got to stop the bleeding. And as she's freaking out and kind of going on, he just <laughs> fucking casually pushes a cigarette lighter in. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I got I to gotta pack the wound or fix that up or something. He just pulls it out and shoves it in his fucking bullet hole. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> but it's good. Like, it's lit well. When he shoves it in, it lights the wound up kind of cool. Like, it's it's neat, man. It's a, it's a good effect. I liked it. Yeah, it's really good. I, just out of curiosity, what do you, what do you think the uh, what do you think the over under is on on number of actual people who've tried that cigarette lighter thing on a on some kind of a wound to cauterize it <laughs> worldwide? <laughs> yeah. Ten people, twelve I, people. Well, what they, do you think? <laughs> yeah, they they do it a lot in movies. I think Rambo three was the craziest oh, the poker? one where he got. He got shot. No, he got shot in the abdomen, and it went in and out his back. I remember so that. So he had like a great big shell, and he just unscrews it and oh, takes like a handful right. of powder yeah. and just packs the hole and then lights it, and the flames shoot out his stomach and back simultaneous. <laughs> so I was just like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Yeah, that that was probably the craziest one. But yeah, I'm sure there's people that try to. I I. I would just kind of live with it until I got to a doctor. I don't think I'd try to cauterize uh, nothing. Yeah. You'd probably make it worse. I think nine times out of ten, you'd make oh, it you'd worse. Oh, you'd 100% make it worse. <laughs> like, oh, I... You can't burn your intestines <laughs> yeah. closed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, they fire up Emo Optimus Prime here to go after JCVD and the reporter here. And, of course, they run out of gas because, of course they did, because they need to show... <laughs> What are you doing? And he gets out of the truck and runs around behind it. And then she's sitting there and the truck fucking lurches forward like somebody rear-ended it. <laughs> he, he starts pushing <laughs> <Yeah>. it. 
And when he pushes it, he starts to, they show the speedometer because he's running behind it and he's seeing the speedometer go like 30 miles an hour. He's like, Jesus Christ, what the shit? Yeah. So yeah, day two here, we pull into the the motel gas station, the the Lucky Motor Court here. I guess it's, with with the sign, it's the Lucky Motor Ert. Because <laughs> the fucking sign's out. Mm. But yeah, it's apparently this is day two. Now they uh, they pull in here and he he gets out and I love that he he gets out and she just goes. How you doing? Must be pretty tired after all that, you know, pushing and stuff. He's all fucking covered <laughs> yeah. in sweat and fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, they have to get gas here, and they're they're trying to just basically get gas and and fuck off. She wants to make a phone call so she can get her story in and. Uh, <laughs> he walks into the place and this just bag of dicks counter help guy here is like shooting the cat with the elastic gun in his hand. <laughs> and he's like, I, I, I recognize this guy, but I can't remember where he's from. Yeah, he's been I think he's been on like a million like TV shows and stuff like episodes here and there. But I thought he I thought he did a great job because he was pretty funny because he's looking at Jean-Claude and he's like, oh, nice outfit. Yeah. <laughs> he's just kind of like he's just kind of like a douchebag. And she's like, I want to use the phone. He's like, yeah, rent a room. You can use there's a phone here. <laughs> it's 50 bucks. He's like, I don't want to rent a room. <laughs> 20 bucks for the extra thing. His name's Robert Trevor. Yeah, but yeah, he's been in a, he's been in a ton of things. Yeah, he tries to just grease them for a ton of money here. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, they get to the motel room. Uh, gee, I was thinking at this point because I had for, I had honestly forgotten some of the points of the movie here because the the Unisol truck pulls up here, and I'm thinking like he's got to have a tracking device in him because I had forgotten. Oh yeah. I was yeah. like, well, he's like, you know, I put a tracking device in my fucking dog, so <laughs> apparently, obviously, this million dollar super soldier is going to have something like that in him. So he's going into the room, and oh my god, I have to cool down, and. uh she turns on the news and and finds out that, oh my God, like they're after me. They're blaming me for my friends getting killed here. And Van Damme just goes over to the AC and just takes all his shit off. <laughs> yeah. The obligatory Van Damme <laughs> ass shot. He has got to show his ass in every single goddamn movie. And he makes good most of it in this movie. Oh yeah. He, the he other soldiers here it. get out and they're looking around, seeing what's going on. And he's in the room. Oh, there's, yeah. I forgot that Simon Ree is actually one of the soldiers here too. From Best of the Best. Oh. Dehan. Dehan. Yeah, he just got it when, when when they show up here. You you can see him run in front of the truck. Dehan. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. Oh, so cool. he stands there and they slow porn pan up over Van Damme's sweaty ass. Just <laughs> to show it off because <laughs> they have to. His ass should be a fucking extra credited character because he shows it in every movie. Every movie reminds me of Dana Kirby as uh, George Michael. It's like, it's a perfect circle. <laughs> it's a gelatinous stone. Van Damme. <laughs> Van Damme loves to show his butt. Like, even in Bloodsport, he's pulling up those little silk pants. He never like, doesn't show his like, ass. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and then she's like, oh, my God, I, I'm, on, I'm wanted. And she goes out into the parking lot. And Van Damme is like, he's basically the Terminator. He just walks out and is like, what's going on? What's happening? And he just walks out butt-ass yeah. naked, dick in the yeah. wind, out into the parking lot. <laughs> and she turns around and is like, oh, my God, door. your dick's out. Like, <laughs> I can see your wiener. Yeah. Like, holy shit. <laughs> and he's just, you can see him wavering back and forth. I need to uh, cool down. And then he kind of just fritzes and he goes, ah, eh, ar, <laughs> and just collapses and falls down. <laughs> I wanted her to go, your balls are showing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Jim Carrey. <laughs> anyway, he co- completely collapses. I don't know how the hell she 
by herself gets him back into the motel room because he's unconscious here. Like, he can't work. He's non-fucking functioning and his dick's all out. So, <laughs> yeah, raisins. The motel owner and the grandma, she's just, <laughs> oh, just she's staring at his thing. bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they unisols here are, are rolling up and she gets all the ice. But, like, look, there's a ton of ice there and sh- there's, there's not, not that, that much ice. ice. She packs the yeah. entire goddamn tub <laughs> yeah. full of ice. Yeah, there's not that much ice. <laughs> no, which we'll come back to later, by the way. At the gas station. Oh, my God. So, yeah, she there's, packs him full of ice. There's a cool shot here, the special effect of his bullet hole healing up. Yeah, that actually was pretty good. Yeah. He's, you know, cooling down and, and recovering, and the bullet hole just meow, kind of seals back up. Pretty great. I enjoyed that. The uh, the phone's broken here. Uh, when when she goes, she leaves him and goes into the, uh, the, the lobby to try and use the phone, and the dickhead in the lobby's like, you can't use that phone. She's like, hey, don't even start with me. And she's like, the phone's broke, because Lundgren shot out the phone lines. And then this fucking asshole, he's just like... This one doesn't work either. Huh? Women just don't know how to use phone. You killed it! <laughs> he <goes over> and <laughs> takes the phone from her. <laughs> he's such a piece of shit. You broke it! <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's funny. But then GR13, Lundgren, is outside, and he sees her, and uh, we got... Van Damme, 44, is kind of back online here, and he's getting dressed again, trying to trying to get uh, his uh, vest back on. He's got the, the arms out vest because it's the gun show, baby. Got to show the guns. One thing that cracked me up here is he gets, his, he gets uh, all suited back up, but then he sits down to put his boots on, but he sits on the waterbed, and he kind of goes, hmm, like he doesn't know what <laughs> the waterbed is. And fucking dude, all I wanted at yeah. that moment was for him to have another flashback to, like, high school of a waterbed and him fucking on a waterbed. <laughs> and just have, like, a smile of, like, oh. Because he was, he's from Vietnam. He's in the 70s in waterbeds with a shit then. Yeah, he keeps, yeah, he keeps I just wanted a waterbed flashback that to high school or been... some shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so, yeah, the, the Unisols are surrounding the motel here. And once they're around... They kind of stop playing games because as soon as they see him and her in that motel room, you see his eyes kind of go to the side, go oh, get down, and then fucking rat a tat tat. Holy shit! They yeah. start just laying into this hotel room. <laughs> now, I would like to think that you know these perfect soldiers would know to shoot mid level and low, like to cover the whole room because they only shoot mid level, like they live just by laying on the floor. Yeah. That's that's what saves them. That's it. That's the only thing that saves them. Because everything, everything from like what would be your waist up is destroyed. The fucking TV, the yeah. lamps, the windows, the walls, and then you get the very cool. Which you gotta admit, it was very cool. Uh, Van Dam like running through the wall into the next room, which is dope. And there's no studs. I mean, oh no, yeah, these walls are dog shit. I, I thought about that when he went through because he just smokes <laughs> through this wall, which was cool. Yeah. Into the room where the couple are either in bed or fucking or both. And they're like, what? He's <laughs> just like, stay down, stay low. And Tiny Lister is just cutting through these walls. And Van Damme breaks through, you know, the next wall to get through. And I love that he breaks through. He's like, follow me. Come on. Come with me if you want to live, basically. <laughs> but yeah, the walls yeah. are dust, basically. And then he gets through to the end. And there's a fucking cinder block, like, cement wall. And... She, I love that she looks at him and she's like, well, good, knock it down. Come on. 
And he looks at her like, what the fuck yeah. you? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> yeah. His his look is great. She's actually a really good actor. Like she She's does great. a lot of heavy lifting for the audience. Like they put her in kind of as the, you know, the every person um, she's learning about it as yes. we're learning about it. And her acting is, is solid. And she's so funny when she says like, knock it down. And then Van, that look that Van it's great. It's so, oh, she's it's awesome. So yeah. Funny. She's really good. You're right in that. She is doing a lot of the acting heavy lifting here because Van Damme and, and the rest of the Unisols are just stone faced. Yeah, they have to be, but she, and she, she brings us along for the ride and it's good. Yeah, she really does. She's, she's pretty great. So they, uh, the Unisols just tear this place apart. And then they start breaking inside to go find them. And we get Tiny Lister here going through with the laser beam and shows up with the couple, you know, in the bed and the laser beams on their head. And he's fucking terrifying because he's just looking at them like, not you. And then he goes through the next room. They're kicking in doors and knocking down tables in a restaurant in a West End town. And but the only thing that I don't like here is that these are like highly trained super soldiers and they leave because they can't find them. But they can't notice yeah. fucking two extra bodies under a comforter. Under the comforter, like, yeah. Yeah, they're hiding in the bed with the naked couple. With the naked couple. couple and like, come on, son. Like, I would notice that. I'm an asshole. I would notice the yeah. lumps of, yeah. you know, an extra 300 pounds under a fucking blanket, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but whatever. They, uh, they, they, they're bad at their jobs. And then he gets in this old 1950 Buick or whatever the hell it is. Now, I don't know why in this shit... When they leave, they drive through the motel lobby. That was just for a gratuitous crash because they definitely did not need to do that. Actually, they probably should not have done that. That's probably the place that they shouldn't go because the car wouldn't make it out the other side. Well, and this is a goddamn indestructible car because number one, the car wouldn't make it out. And number two, when they do drive through the lobby, the old lady is just sitting there reading a newspaper oblivious to the fact that five guys just machine gunned the front of her fucking hotel yeah. why the fuck is she reading the, <laughs> like reading the newspaper why aren't you calling 911 dude like come on machine well her phone doesn't work well, that's 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 on us but but she should not be reading she the should newspaper. be doing she should be running for her life is what she should be doing <laughs> yeah five military guys just destroyed her business so <laughs> I'm I'm completely ignoring my my sections here. We just blew through section two without me even talking about it. But whatever, no big deal. This is actually section three. As they run off, they they leave and jump out here. Dolph Lundgren's pissed that they got away. So section three here is the Unisols chase them to a gas station where there's a fight here, and uh, Veronica and Gr44 escape again. Gr13 Lundgren. Uh, he, this is where he kind of goes haywire. Veronica and 44 go to the restaurant. Shenanigans ensue there. And Sergeant, we're back to Sergeant Scott now, ends up tracking them, and they end up at a uh, grocery store. He ends up at a grocery store with his soldiers. Hmm. So they get away here, and again, GR-13, Lundgren is pissed that they got away. So they have to follow them again, and they go into the hotel here. There's a billion holes in the front of this hotel. (laughs) (laughs) The colonel sees that, you know, he, he was cooling himself down with the ice bags here. Then we get the cutaway to uh, Van Damme and the girl, and he's telling her, no, put your seatbelt on. And she smokes, and you think he's going to take the cigarette away, which, again, he does later. He's trying to be safe for her and all that shit. And uh, this is where you get the sort of the acknowledgement of his accent, because she's like, Where are you from, anyway? Are you from France or Canada? Or 
I mean, I figured you gotta be French or something because of your accent. What accent? <laughs> what accent? That <laughs> it was, was a good. good it was a good way to address it. I thought. And you know what? To be fair to this yeah. movie, they actually explain it really well later. So I, I thought this was actually a good way to do it because sometimes his accent fucking makes no sense at all. But in this case, it, it actually worked out in the storyline quite well. So then we get the, the pull over here. And of course, again, sleeveless uniform. He looks back and the, the Unisol truck is coming up behind them and they have to go to the gas station. And this is where we get the last gas station for 62 miles. And we pull in and, you know, old <laughs> drunk, whatever the hell he is, guy with the newspaper on his face is like, hey, where are you guys? don't smoke around the gas pipes foreshadowing right and uh yeah. so anyway he, he this is kind of where 44 this is where he realizes that i must have a tracking device in me so he goes takes her into the office or whatever this place is and strips again and she's like ah oh, jesus christ you dick again come on and he fucking takes her hand and puts it on his st- he turns around so his back's to her and takes her hand and puts it on his stomach and goes there must be a tracking device on me well, what do you want me to do about it? Look for something unusual. Something hard. Man, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, come on, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they, like they, they play that, they play that up like quite I mean, a bit. it was, it was, it's 1992, like, and she's like. It's 92. And then after that little sexual innuendo, he uh, pulls out a fucking Tanto knife and stabs himself Well, the, in the I leg. was laughing because like. The guy's outside, like, what are you guys doing in there? And he's like, you know, look for it. It's got to be there somewhere. And she bends down and finds it in the back of his, like, right hamstring. Oh, I think I found something. And she's, like, on her knees behind him, trying to figure out what's up with this tracking device. And he, like, bends over with his asshole in her face. (laughs) (laughs) His fucking balls on her head. And he's like, cut it out. Dude, yeah. for Christ's sake, like, I'd be like, can you, I'd be moving my head to, like, the side, like, get your balls out of my yeah. forehead, dude. Jesus Please. Christ. Please. <laughs> Fuck Jesus. Sake. I thought Angelo's ass from Rumble in the Bronx was bad enough. Yeah, this is but, close well, up and personal, son. Get out of here. Yeah, but he pulls out that. Yeah, because oh. he bends, he bends forward, the ass is going to go <laughs> <Right>? back. <laughs> like, he, he cannot bend forward anymore. <laughs> like. He stabs himself in the leg and get it out. And she pulls the thing out of his leg, which is, it, it you know, like you said, they do borrow a lot. And that's very much like the mm. Terminator arm scene where he cuts his arm open. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot. But of I mean, it was cool. Here, it but... still worked. And I still dig that truck. The emo Optimus Prime pulls up and, and backs it up and opens up and shit. It's cool. I really like the way that it works. They do it. A- they do some cool things when all the Unisols are going in and checking the place out. But Andrew Scott, Dolph Lundgren, goes over to the ice machine. You know, he's picking up clues. The, the other guys are basically following yep. orders. And uh, he's basically kind of surveying the scene. So it's cool that, you know, when they go in and shoot, it's been booby-trapped to yep. explode. Lundgren was kind of aware and was not in harm's way where a couple of the other guys because this explosion is fucking huge so yeah you can see there's actually a good shot of simon ree there he's one of the soldiers that goes into the the station yeah and when they shoot and the lantern falls in fucking whoosh up that shit goes and ralph moeller's outside and holy crap dude this place blows up like 
Benny's World of Liquor and From Dusk Till Dawn. Like, booyah! <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, liquor store owner <laughs> Pete Bottoms. Well, that's the thing. Like, Ralph Moeller's walking around like liquor store owner Pete Bottoms on fire. <laughs> like, yeah. I expected him yeah. to fall into popcorn. Legit on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty great. I, I, I like the footage of the Unisol just walking around in flames. It looked cool. Yeah, they did a good job with A, the explosion, and B, the fire stunts, because they look really good. They look legit. And I, I, is that actually Ralph Moeller? I don't know, but it looks exactly yep. like him. So they might have actually just fucking, he might have just said, yeah, yep. do it. Yeah, yep. bring it on. Grease me up, woman. And uh, set, <laughs> grease me up, set him on fire, man. Because yeah, it looks awesome. a lot like him. And they're like they just kind of start collapsing because they're burning up, and they obviously, you know, their thing is they can't overheat. Which leads me to JCVD, GR44, popping the trunk open, which is full of, full of ice. <laughs> and I was like, Where the, when did they put that in there? And then they pop the next trunk open, and she's in it. Why is she in a trunk full of ice? And then the third trunk opens, and the well, fucking gas station yeah. attendant is in a trunk full of ice. Yeah, trunk. Well. Why are they all in trunks yeah. full of ice? Like, I mean, only he needs the ice. <laughs> Well, I imagine that it's probably really fucking hot in the desert and they put it in there so they wouldn't overheat like as humans. Seems like a lot but, of effort. Well, a lot of effort and 900 bags of ice. <laughs> like, like, where was he like, storing those? How big is your ice cooler? The amount of uh, bags of ice is is what really got me. But yeah, then they, they, they take off and boom, in the back seat, he was waiting, Dolph Lundgren, he's the one that can... Read yep. the scenes and pops up and starts getting with a garrote to uh, take him out. I do like that John, JCVD took the gas station attendant's shirt and jacket and gave him his jacket, his little Unisol vest. And that guy in the trunk is like, yeah. he's looking around at all these Unisols falling down. He's like, fuck this. I'm staying in the trunk. <laughs> he just stays in the trunk. Yeah. That, was, <laughs> that guy. I he like that old man. He but yeah, funny. no, I do like it when J, when uh, they, they JCVD and the reporter take off and Lundgren pops up and strangles 44 and she's she's literally hitting this soldier with a sheaf of paper to try and stop him and then it runs yeah, it, it, the yeah. car runs into a rock thump and as soon as it hits the, the rock Lundgren goes out the windshield like the fucking greatest American hero he does head first he goosh and I don't get that he went out the window like they hit that rock hard enough to send a fucking 260-pound guy out the front windshield like a rocket, but it just, there's no dent in the front of the car. There's <laughs> it no drives dent. perfectly. Yeah. Van Damme yeah. looks at him as he drives away like he's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, he's, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck cut you him off in traffic, Scott. asshole. <laughs> yeah. That was, you know, pretty unbelievable. And they're flying but, you know, down the highway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are cooking. <laughs> legit, legit. No damage oh, to the car. Just guy. as a side note, like you mentioned before, Ralph Moeller walking around on fire is fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Like, like if I had to have somebody like break in my door uh, that was going to murder me, like Ralph Moeller on fire is in the top five <laughs> for oh, yeah. sure. Ralph Moeller. On fire of is people I do five. not want to kill me. Jesus, holy yeah, shit yeah. balls! Yeah, so the colonel's freaking out here. We got to go. We got to get them. And he's he's. This is where. <laughs> yes, it's ice. <laughs> Way <laughs> to go, dickhead! <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, did you figure that out by yourself, Brainiac? 
<laughs> yeah, the scientist was like walking around with ice in his hands, like what? Like they've been doing it at every stop, right? So I can totally understand the colonel. Like, yes, it's ice. This has happened in the last three scenes. Like, Keep up, dickhead. They're leaving bags of ice. I thought you were a fucking scientist here. And this is where GR thirteen goes completely off the rails, shoots the colonel in the stupid eyepiece. He's out, mm. and then Lundgren comes back into the unisol truck here and gives the you know i'm i've relieved colonel perry of his command i'm giving the orders now and ralph moeller's standing there in front of the scientist who's in a space suit yeah i i'll tell you when he goes up to this next scientist and smashes his hand through the face piece and breaks the dude's neck with his face like literally grabs the scientist by the face and breaks his neck inside the suit it's like holy sh- do you have yeah. the grip strength you'd have to have to do that Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. It's it's cool. Like he does do a lot of really cool kills. He does. Dolph Lundgren uh in this film. Like uh it is very good. And I do like uh just before he shoots the colonel, like he just like my name is Sergeant Andrew yeah. Scott and the colonel's like, "Oh." oh fuck. <laughs> like as soon as he says that the colonel's like, "Oh." <laughs> and he pulls out his gun to shoot him in the head because I've wasted knows. my life. He knows that this guy remembers. <laughs> he knows he remembers. But yeah, he, the Dolph Lundgren walks in and he just drops the ears on the thing, and you're like, "Oh no, he's back to his old <laughs> shenanigans." And the scientists, the scientists, like, there's one guy on the phone and he drops the ears down, and the guy's like, what the yeah. "Fuck, <laughs> the God look damn on his it. face is so good." <laughs> so after we we leave that little shit show, we get the arrival of JCVD here in the gas. Sh- station sleeveless shirt here in the restaurant they stopped to get a they stopped to get a bite to eat because why wouldn't you at the uh restaurant that's clearly sponsored by pepsi clearly sponsored with a pepsi <laughs> ship yes <laughs> yeah god damn yeah. this place has got pepsi's out the yin yang this waitress reminds me a lot of ruth buzzy if you remember the old comedian ruth buzzy yeah she does remind me of ruth buzzy like i i looked at her and i and i looked up at some of her credits to uh try to see i'm like i know her i know her from somewhere and i looked at her credits and i didn't recognize her but now that you say ruth buzzy i uh i likely yeah because two in my mind thinking that yeah because she looks a lot like her she does she's got the same kind of facial features and smile and stuff like that and just face shape she's i'll tell you she's shitty at her job oh she's a piece of shit like i'll tell you <laughs> yeah. that right now well i think everybody in this restaurant is like mostly oh they're just horrible people because she gets up like she's t- saying oh they're, they're, the soldiers are manipulated at the genetic level i'm like well yeah could you not tell that that they were walking around on fucking fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh he takes he fucking reads the surgeon general's warning on a pack of cigarettes and just takes it away give me that <laughs> takes your cigarette and I think he just asks for two specials or something. Like, she leaves to go make a phone call. And Ruth Buzzy just shows up and just literally throws the food on the table in front of him. And uh, he just... I, I kind of didn't get this part because he's looking around at the other people in the restaurant as if, like, oh, how, so how do I eat this stuff? Like, he doesn't know how to use a goddamn fork. Yeah, like, he remembers Nixon. Right. Like he clearly remembers Nixon and looks at his face and Nixon's face as, you know, when he's back in the hotel room. So, yeah, eating like that's 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 just natural human instinct. It's, you know, our will to thrive that, you know, you don't need to be taught that you need to be you you, you need to be taught the opposite. You need to be taught to, like, you know, eat with a fork instead of just jamming your fucking face into right? it. Because that's 
That's how our ancestors did it. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I'll just pick pick up this bone with my face. <laughs> well, like he remember, like you said, he remembers other stuff, but not something you do like two, three times a day, every day for your whole life. Like, come on, man. Well, yeah, and he can clearly read. Like, he can read, but he doesn't know how to put food in his face hole. <laughs> like, that's know, just so right? fucking. Yeah. But whatever. 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 I'll, I don't care. I love I'll it. Overlook I that. love it. I let. I, I, I let I overlook a lot of shit with this movie, to be honest. Well, and that's the thing. Like I don't. It's a good enough movie, and the like we said before. I just need a reason for people to get to the next fight scene, and if it's vaguely plausible, I'm a happy guy. And this is more than vaguely plausible, in within oh, within yeah, the world that it creates. Yeah, it does a it does a great job. So yeah, the two scientists that are left here with Lundgren with Sergeant Scott try to figure out a way to finish him off, and that backfires horribly. That this was fucking like a little bit on the dark side man oh, like it was it was yeah. good when they're like they're they're like hey, put them in there we'll get him some uh, medication and then you know that does backfire because oh. they go to give him his medication and and he just kebabs that guy's head with the needle it's crazy and you can see how hard he grabs the dude's wrist and the guy's like i'm just trying to you know you need a bit of adjustment of your <laughs> meds stuff here and lunge was like okay Let's adjust your meds, like whatever he says. Yeah. He throws him into the chair and tears his helmet off. And then, like you said, kashmak with that needle in the back of his head with the other red glasses guy like, you're going to kill him. Yeah. That guy freaking out amped it up a little bit more. Like, you yeah. know, like made, you know, raised the stakes, I guess you would say. But he, he puts the, the, the needle on the metal arm through his fucking cheekbone. <laughs> like oh, it didn't come yeah. out his mouth or, you know, like a soft piece. It came through his goddamn cheekbone, which was nuts. Yeah, it was, it was, he literally kebobbed his head. Really not okay. And the other guy's like, Jesus. <laughs> He's just fucking terrified. Which, you know, Jesus. correct response. Yeah, well, if I was one of those scientists, I would do whatever Andrew Scott wanted from that moment forward. You're goddamn like, right. I'm on right. Team Scott from here on out. <laughs> Team Scott. Yeah, yeah. I'd cut the, I'd cut that other scientist's ears off and start my own necklace. I'd be like, hey, look, look at this. I got a necklace of scientists. You got a necklace of It's not necklace as good as yours. Soldiers. Yeah. No. We're friends, right? <laughs> So then we cut back to the restaurant here and uh, Veronica's outside on the phone and all the patrons are now staring at at Luke Devereaux at JCVD here who has now eaten, I'm going to say seven or eight of these specials. He just keeps ordering more and more and about, what, yeah. six Pepsis are on the table now? <laughs> There's got to be at least six Pepsis and then all the other patrons are watching in horror as they drink Pepsi. Except, except for the three guys playing pool in the back. Yeah. Foreshadowing. Yeah. But yeah, she's like, how are you going to pay for all this? And he's like, just stares at her and takes some more mesh. But he looks like he's six years old because he just scoops it up and yeah, puts he, it in his mouth he, like, he, he, pay? Yeah, it's pretty good. And then they call out, Hank, come here. Got a deadbeat on our hands. And he's like, I've been slaving over my hot stove all day making this slop for you. <laughs> making this slop, <laughs> making this piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking hate my life and my job and she sucks. <laughs> I'm going to bust your head, punk. I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> me you don't hurt Hank <laughs> and he just ends up firing this dude into the table oh, yeah. and then just picks up that little sandwich and starts eating it and bap! they do a really good job here I think of making it and obviously this was intentional of making it not look like a lot of effort for him to beat the fuck out of all these people 
Yeah, like he's he's super robotic, which is, you know, very much in line with, you know, this whole universal soldier thing. You know, Van Damme in his other movies, like he, you know, he he's always moving his head left and right, like looking around and, you know, like kind of overselling things, yep. but he does a really good job at being very robotic here. But the the three guys playing pool, the dude in the middle is jacked he, as fuck. I was just going to say that? that guy is a monster. <laughs> he takes his jacket no. off and I was like, "Jesus, look at this guy." And yeah. the other guy on the yeah. right-hand side looks like Harold Howard. <laughs> that guy does look like Harold <laughs> Howard. Holy fuck. Right. Jesus. Well, that guy that guy legitimately looks like the side of beef Rocky was pounding <laughs> in a leather coat and a fucking hat. Because <laughs> when he stands up, you're just like, Jesus, that that coat looks like it fits really weird because it's hanging like it's hanging funny off of him yep. you know what i mean like it's like like a 62 inch chest or something crazy like that and then he takes it off and you're like oh fuck Ooh. this guy is massive great guy for jcvd to kind of show his skills off at i like how they kind of make this a light and comedic scene relative yes. to every time he's dealing with andrew scott and the unisols and everything like the tension's high and the tone is good but we're 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 you know like hey we're gonna do another fight scene we're gonna show off his skills they're like yeah we just make it very light and like you said he makes it effortless here this is just a fun this is just a gratuitous fun scene that uh is really funny yeah and this is where you get the comedic line where when the three guys from the pool table come over and he goes i just want to eat with the, great great line he smashes that one guy's head into the jukebox which yeah which dude starts the music oh if, if he <laughs> if he started doing the kickboxer dance i would never stop laughing can, <laughs> can you imagine if he just started doing that little stupid dance land. so good today <laughs> i would never stop laughing if that happened <laughs> Oh, so good. No, do you know what? Oh, I think I'm going to actually do this. You know how he's having flashbacks throughout the entire movie? I think when the jukebox smashes, I'm going to edit in him having a flashback of doing the dance <laughs> in kickboxer. I think I'm going to edit that together, see how it looks, because I think that'd be dope. That'd be so funny. I thought about that when he smashed his head. I was like, oh my God. He does a really, for, for Van Damme's martial arts skills, man, they're pretty good, because he does that little quick double punch top and bottom to this guy next just what yeah it's quick yeah. and then he does a like, little double jump front kick and it's effortless yeah. and then they go into the stupid he sinks like four pool balls when he guy lands on the pool table yeah th that is stupid but yeah that double punch actually was really good because didn't didn't napoleon dynamite try that like you yes. know <laughs> in the movie against like kip or something I think so but uh he does it and it looks good it looks good and the stuntman sells it well and you know like it's it's a fun good fight scene fun action and then of course you know she goes back inside and she's like how was lunch yeah. and he's just sitting there eating his fucking popcorn well yeah he just picks the yeah, popcorn up casually mm, popcorn oh. <laughs> yeah. and then chucks that yeah. guy out the front window Eesh! she walks over yeah. looks in and everybody's staring at her like she, well because she is an asshole if she's with this guy <laughs> Yeah, and Ruth Buzzy's like, oh, he just killed the whole bar. Which, uh, additionally, it wouldn't take a fucking master detective Columbo to find, you know, the guy in the nineteen fifty five Buick who beat up a diner. Do you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't have to ask too many yeah. fucking people. <laughs> so now we're on day three. We're in Tyler, Utah, and we've got the you know the titty neon of the strip bar here. 
The Diddy Twister. The Diddy Twister. <laughs> <laughs> so the fucking the Unisol truck pulls up here and opens up. I don't know why they have to open the back up every single time. Yeah, it's cool. Like, I don't know why, you know, 100,000 cubic feet of steam have to come out every time they open the door either, but it looks goddamn cool. <laughs> That's a valid point. So... And we're just going to shut the fuck up and yeah. leave that in there because it's great. <laughs> so Lundgren walks up here with the ear necklace like a you know crazy person and this tiny ass little Napoleon syndrome jackass in the cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah, this guy yeah. starts talking shit to him like. Beat an asshole. Nice necklace. I got one just like it made out of noses. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know what? Like, firstly, if you see that truck pulling up, you don't fuck with anybody that's inside it. (laughs) Secondly, that little fucking pipsqueak is just like, nice necklace. I got one just like it made out of noses. And then throws a cigarette on him. And I'm like, Jesus, you, you are begging. You are begging for a beating. Oh, I guess he is. And I love that he throws the cigarette at him in the beer cans and Lundgren just looks down at them like, okay. And then just sidekicks those three big dudes in the face. That actually looked good. Like, for for being a kick that would have a lot of power on the first one and then have a lot less power on those subsequent kicks without putting his mm-hmm. leg down. Yeah. They look solid and the Foley's good. So yes. it's just yeah. like... Bang, bang. And, you know, Lundgren being a legit kickboxer. Yep. Which we haven't really addressed at all. But, yeah, he sells that really well, and the Foley makes it look good, and he's so big, I think, that just looks really impactful. Like, all three of those look like knockout kicks. Oh, they look good. Yeah, he can pull that off because, of, like you said, his legit background in Kyokushin, right? Mm. He was a pretty goddamn good uh, Kyokushin fighter and kickboxer. So, he, yeah, he, he ends up, making that little guy kind of eat his words here. And then we flash to the truck where the other scientist, the red glasses guy, tries to order Ralph Muller to hold the grenade and then drop it. <laughs> I know it's funny, but I did feel bad for that scientist. Oh, I felt bad I too. I did legitimately it's... feel bad for that man. <laughs> like I did. Ralph Muller's hand closes and pinches the the scientist's hand to the grenade and he starts counting. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, let go now. <laughs> let go. And then Lundgren's holding this pipsqueak up by his ankle and... <laughs> Boom! The grenade blows up in the truck, and uh, Lundgren takes little Pipsqueak's belt, and then he has to figure out what's going on, and now he's like, oh, goddammit, I gotta go to the grocery store and cool my... He's dragging bodies. Dragging (laughs) bodies to the grocery store. store. (laughs) And that little fucking kid that wasn't... You know, like that little kid just like... Yeah, with the stapler. Putting the the Price's Price sticker gun out there. Well, it's a stapler, but it's supposed to be a sticker gun. (laughs) He's like, is it a stapler? I didn't notice. It's a fucking stapler, but yeah. Hey... Where's your freezer? And he's dragging two bodies, like huge and speaking bodies. Of, speaking of freezer, what grocery store has a freezer like this? I don't like, know. This I've... is a grocery store and there's a, this is a gigantic oh. walk-in freezer with sides of cow in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's mental. No grocery store has, I want to work at a grocery store that has that. I don't think I've ever been in the back of a grocery store. Now I'm curious. Right. So we sort of end up into, this is sort of following into section four here, because this is where Veronica and 44, they go to the veterans hospital for a little bit of exposition to happen. Uh, they finally get arrested for their Mickey and Mallory rampage across the, the <laughs> Southwest here. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the Unisols, they close in here. They chase them through the, the desert slash Grand Canyon. And the, the two of them, Van Damme and the reporter, escape. And uh, this is where Emo Prime and the... Everybody else goes off a cliff to wrap this up. 
So we end up here with, uh, like I said, Van Damme and the reporter, Veronica, going to the Veterans Hospital. And this is where we get the introduction of Jerry Orbach's Dr. Character. It was kind of nice to see to see Jerry Orbach here playing uh, Dr. Christopher there. Yeah, last time we saw him we, uh, was uh, out for justice as he was uh, Donzinger. That's right. Police yeah, Captain in, Donzinger. He was great in that for the... 14 to 15 seconds he was in the film <laughs> he's really <laughs> wasted in that so at least in this film like again he doesn't have a big role but you know he's got the acting chops to at least play a scientist and give the exposition needed and he he's such a nice man that he does a good job he does a good job at making you believe that he had good intentions in this you know he's not he's not nefarious they play him almost like the peter coyote in et like oh, yes yeah I, 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 I like this elderly man he's very calming <laughs> like you know it's it's he's great i love seeing him anytime oh he's a great actor I, I i love that guy i mean he's been in a ton of things obviously law and order is his biggest thing but but yeah he's he's tremendous I, I like him a lot he has a couple he has a line here that i don't really like but i'll get to it but he, he plays it off well enough just for exposition purposes good little flashback here with Van Damme recognizing him in the flashback from from being the doctor. Mm. And then he gets a cut back to his parents and the parents' house with the dog and everything. Like, they do a cool little, you know, backstory flashback here that I that I kind of dug yeah. with, with Van Damme here. I like that. And that young Luke Devereaux is actually Van Damme's real son playing that role. Oh, is it really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. So we get uh, the cut back again here to Lundgren in the freezer Kicking Tiny Lister, telling him to wake yeah, up. Yeah, freaking out, trying to get him to get helps. up. And yeah. Ralph Moeller picking a raw steak up and eating it like a fucking savage. Yeah. And you know and that make, monster actually did it. Yeah. And he's making eye contact with the other patrons. Well, not the other patrons, the patrons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> certainly right. not one himself. Um, <laughs> I liked, I, I did like Lundgren's acting here when he came out and gives the little speech and he's kicking things over. These shitheads, these yellow traitoring motherfuckers, they're everywhere. This is one of my favorite parts, man. He does such a good job. And then the (laughs) goddamn cops show up and uh, that's, Jesus, dude, that's ill-fated to say the the least because he is not screwing around. Well, he's, I love how he's like, he's like losing his mind, right? And he's like, and these motherfuckers, these traitors, they are everywhere. And then the cops come in and he shoots both of them in his head and, and he plays See? it off so cool. And he just goes, See? <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> like, I, I love his whole speech here. I, like, again, like, I got to go back. Like, he, he plays it so well. Like, he's obviously a killer psychopath loose cannon nut bar in a grocery store but uh i don't know he just he's mesmerizing when you're watching him he's fantastic in this role i love i did find it funny that when the two cops come up initially one they have their guns drawn and one of them is coming out literally pointing a gun at the back of a patron's head by accident <laughs> like, I was like, dude line of fire son <laughs> yeah yeah then <laughs> the other two cops come up pop pop shoots them both see great scene really like one of the best scenes in the movie as far as i'm concerned and then we get a cut again back to Jerry Orbach here. And this is where we get the explanation of kind of what's what's going on. And he has this great line where he's explaining to the reporter and Van Damme 
sort of what they did or how they were able to make these unisols. And he says, Tell me how it worked. By hyper-accelerating the bodies, we discovered that we could turn dead flesh into living tissue. <laughs> I was like, the fuck does hyper-accelerating the bodies mean? <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> he, might as, he might as well have said, science is science, genetics, fucking quantum foam science science. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely makes no sense. That was like in that Fantastic Four, that Fantastic Four <laughs> Jessica, movie. What's her face? Alba came out with the uh, no, no the 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 most recent one with Toby Kebbell and all that stuff. So Toby right. Kebbell, who plays Doctor's Doctor Doom, goes to this dimension and he comes back and he's laying on the table and these scientists are trying to like discuss about how yep. his body is changing into Doctor Doom and. One scientist says, one scientist actually says, his biochemistry is off the charts. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? His biochemistry is off All the chart. What part of his biochemistry? And what chart? Like, oh, every fucking chart. It's, it's just been destroyed. So, yeah. Does, All the chemistry, all the charts. God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes non-scientists, like. Or, or, you know, somebody writes it. They should have a scientist vet it because, you know, it's just like, it's just some of the stuff they say. You're just like, hey, man, like, I have a middling understanding of scientific terminology and what you just said, like Billy Madison, what you just said made no sense. We're all dumber. Everyone in this room is dumber from hearing it. So funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah, and then they say that, they say that uh, GR44 has, what do they call it? Aggressive traumatic recall. And I was like, well, yeah, that's 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 what I get when I watch a, a later M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> like, I get yeah. aggressive traumatic recall yeah. when I think about it because I get so fucking yeah. mad. Uh, oh, my Jesus <laughs> oh, Christ. I just want to hurt somebody. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we get here the... She, he tries to put the reporter Veronica on a bus here to get her away from him because he knows they're after him and he wants to try and protect her. So he gets her a bus ticket and tries to put her on the on the bus to LA. And she eventually is like, ah, I don't want to go, but all right, I guess I'll go and blah. And then she fakes him out and doesn't get on the bus. And then this is awesome. It I made fucking me laugh it. because the bus pulls away and she's standing there. And then all the cops from the Blues Brothers are behind her. Yeah, when the other bus pulls away, they do like a double curtain reveal, right? One bus drives away, and she's standing there in front of a bus, and that bus drives away. And it reminded me of Terminator 2 when he's like, the cops are outside. It's like, how many? All of them, all I of them. think. Like, like the, the, There's so many cops out there. So many cops. And and the collection of the worst haircuts of 1992 oh. like, are, are standing there. Because when you look at their haircuts, like... There's they're, they're they're like little dogs resting <laughs> on their heads or like fuzzy hats and shit like just really bad haircuts. There's no fewer than twenty cop cars there and like fifty officers all point guns at her. <laughs> like, yeah, it's literally yeah. the Blues Brothers. <laughs> it's awesome. The thing is, I don't understand is they cut the very next scene. Where yeah. the fuck did all the cops go? I know, I know. That's that's like the ridiculous part. There's all those cops and there's two patrol yeah. cars escorting the prison this, bus uh prison bus yeah 55 which, cops are there and then like get them on the bus and they're like okay mike frankie you guys good we're good okay we're going home <laughs> yeah okay we're gonna take off. these <laughs> do you remember those super soldier guys that are indestructible you know we're blowing them up all the time and do you know what's really fucked like they're there the 
following cop car sees the giant fucking emo <laughs> Optimus Prime like bearing down on him and he just puts his fucking he puts his fucking left hand out the window he's like oh yeah come around come around like come on. no no you you don't do that oh my god it's so funny I love that that guy does that because he kills me. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, the, you are the worst cop ever. And then the... Oh, like yeah, of all time. <laughs> Optimus Primal there easily, easily knocks that cop into the fucking ditch. And... Uh, oh, he J-turns that dude And there's out. machine gun fire. But the guy driving the bus and the lead cop car do not know. Like, they're shooting the bus and they're just like, no, no, no. Yeah. And like... It's only when it's only when the uh, Optimus Prime like pulls alongside the bus and is shooting that the cop driving the car is like, "Oh my god, what the?" And I think he actually says, "Oh my god," that you know all this is going. Well, yeah, you'd think when you see your friend's patrol car <laughs> careen off this, into the fucking yeah. desert <laughs> on fire and dripping you blood, you might be like, "Oh, like, <laughs> drenched, drenched in fucking in blood." <laughs> Cops didn't notice shit like you got a car drenched in fucking blood. <laughs> no, maybe they don't. Maybe cops tend to not, do not notice these things. Because this guy fucking didn't. Jesus. This guy did not know. And literally, like you said, glass everywhere. He pulls up beside the bus. And that's when the cop is like, oh, I guess we're okay. I guess something's happening. Yeah. And he just machine guns this guy in the face. And the front cop is just like, oh, uh... And the nothing. front cop does nothing. He doesn't even get on the no. fucking radio. Like, he does nothing. He doesn't, A, try to protect himself. B, try to protect <laughs> the bus. C, get on the radio and let people know that there's an eminent situation Call back the 50 that cops that were there. He does nothing. Yeah, there's obviously 300 <laughs> cops and 50 cars not far away. And I love this, that the, the driver of the bus is dead but is holding the bus on a remarkably straight trajectory. Yeah, for being dead and fast. For oh, being it's like dead the movie and Speed. Fast. So yeah, the driver is cooking along in a straight line here, not on the road, on the shoulder, and Van Dam takes a fucking spring out of the seat yeah, and picks the lock. It's awesome. And picks the goddamn lock. Like, can you imagine the fine motor skills it would take to pick a lock while the bus is bouncing out of control down a fucking desert yeah, it through is, cacti it and shit? It is not on the road. Like, it is on a dirt fucking road. There's dirt clods everywhere and tundra type shit. Dolph Lundgren is yeah. ramming them with fucking Optimus Prime and he's, and he's picking, picking a, a lock. fucking lock. <laughs> like that's like do you remember do you remember jackass when henry rollins rode in a humvee through the desert and, and somebody gave steve a tattoo yeah, yeah. in the back of it yeah. that's what it's like yeah that's the lock picking version of that <laughs> yeah and i actually fucking impossible the part that i do like is dolph lundgren having a fucking grand time throwing grenades into the back of the bus that was Awesome. And she's picking them up and throwing them out and having to, like, find them, pick them up and scoop them. Like, that was fun. That was fun. She picks up the grenades and throws them out the way my daughter releases a frog into a lake. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, like, she was, she <laughs> get was, it out. She was, she was gently. And, and the last one, she, she just, like, drops and it blows up the, like, yeah, why don't you drop it right by the fucking tires? Actually, that's not a bad yeah, idea. Right? <laughs> oh, he's fastballing them in yeah. the middle. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
It's all, it's, it's a good scene, man. Cause she's just tossing them out. Goosh blows out the back. The bus is on fire now. And I, I don't understand how they're like Van Damme gets up in the, in the front seat here and sort of takes over driving the bus, but they're like in the salt flats or some shit here. Like they're out in the middle of nowhere yeah. effectively. Right. And then right after that, they're up on this giant plateau in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Like, where'd this elevation come from? Well, uh, magic. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't, magic. I don't know. Movie I know, magic. I know I that um, that this whole bus scene, Dolph Lundgren said that this bus scene took them about two weeks to film. And he said- Oh, I can believe Some that, of it yeah. was on site. Some of it was in the studios. Some of it was actually at the Grand Canyon. Yep. And he said he had a blast because he said a lot of it, he was outside- uh, shooting guns and throwing grenades and getting a tan for like fucking 15 hours a day <laughs> just doing the, it would be great just, just throw like just throwing the grenades which is uh yeah which and and it pays off because the scene's great and yes there's a lot of stupid shit in it but i don't know again it's just the 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 good outweighs the bad and you know van damme like they rip right off a of terminator 2 van damme jumps out onto the onto the hood of uh, optimus prime and shoots the uh shoots the driver as they're heading careening towards the end and jumps off oh, last good, minute man. yeah like there's so much good in this uh scene and my favorite is when the fucking optimus prime goes off and dolph lundgren just like oh! <laughs> he's so upset <laughs> he's so upset about the whole thing and it blows up and oh, he's mad yeah stop <laughs> we think he's dead i like that the, she's in the door and Van oh, just goes jump shit yeah jump and she's like i don't want to jump and he goes we'll jump together yeah yeah <laughs> and he gets up and he just fires her out the goddamn door yeah he fires her out the, <laughs> the door. bus is going like 80 <laughs> i don't know who did the stunts i don't know who did the stunts for her but she she uh, that, her stunt is donna her. donna evans okay well donna evans gets a massive kudo for that stunt. donna evans is donna evans this name of the woman that got shot in the head in um alfred justice by richie Mm. would you move the goddamn car i would have to look that up i can't All remember right, i gotta look it up right now i don't know but it might be but yeah anyway donna evans is the stunt woman stunt double for yeah because she uh, took that fall like a champ ellie walker like a oh champ. my god and this was initially supposed to be the end of the movie was where the the bus goes over and the unisol truck is pushing it van damme gets up pop 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 shoots molar and you can see uh you know like you said gr13 you got lundgren like oh stop get up stop the truck and the both of the bus and the unisol truck go off the cliff to the strains of a massive ass explosion really no but, oh yeah this was initially the end of the movie where it would crash and then he goes and gets veronica and hey we're good because like how's he supposed to live through this yeah like he, he, he fucking he, dolph lundgren does not live through this he asploded it's a giant ass explosion, right? But audiences apparently were like, mm, that's kind of an anticlimactic thing with no fights. <laughs> really? Although anticlimactic with a bus going off a goddamn cliff, right? Yeah. So then they came back like two weeks later and shot this whole extra ending part with going to see his family in the big final fight with Lundgren. Because this cop rolls up here now. One cop. I'll tell you what. This cop needs to get a raise because- holy shit this is well beyond his pay grade <laughs> one guy with this fucking universal soldier is like i'll go get him it's okay no backup needed and the girl just crack like elbows him in the dick and forearms him in the face and he's out for 15 minutes once again like once again he pulls the gun 
forgets yep. that it's a projectile weapon and walks directly into striking distance and gets knocked out by a handcuffed reporter who hits him from her knees. Yeah. We have to that has to be something we have to include as a trope in the future because I think that's happened in almost every movie we've done this season. I think that the only one who didn't bullshit with guns because we did two Bruce Lee movies, End of the Dragon, oh yes, and Way of the Dragon, and he addresses guns in both of his films. Like he has, he he addresses yes. the additional, uh, I guess, dangers that a projectile weapon like a gun could bring because he brings it up in both of those movies, and he does, in, yeah. Everything that we watch, there's always a cop. And he's like, all right, now don't you move. And then they just walk right up, walk right up. And then the gun gets smashed out of their hand. Every single goddamn Every time. Every goddamn time. Yep. It's super ass annoying. But whatever. It serves the plot and it gets them here. Anyway, they steal the cop car like Black Belt Jones. They certainly Leave do. the lights running. Off yeah. they go. Yeah. William's going to Hong Kong. <laughs> By a Hawaii. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> He's not going to Hawaii. <laughs> so yeah, they, they steal that and off they go. And this is the last section here, section five. We get Veronica and 44 or Van Damme going to the Devereaux's home where his parents live. Uh, unfortunately, Scott shows up somehow and we get the big final battle. How did Scott find the farmhouse? I mean, they've got bad memories. Dude, I don't. I, how did he live? How did he Through live? Through the goddamn explode. Yeah. He fucking asploded like the whole fucking truck blew yeah. up. And when he shows up, not a fucking hair's out of yeah. place. His shirt's fine. His clothing's good. He's not burnt. He's not fucked up. Like, these guys got lit on fire for 12 seconds at a gas station and they needed to be frozen for a day to fucking be okay again. I like, I like how uh, Luke Devereaux's dad is Ron Howard's dad. <laughs> like, you know, like... <laughs> Let's make a real nice And I like man. that he doesn't have any accent at all. He doesn't, but his mom definitely does. Oh, his mom. Well, that's what I thought was great yeah. when his mom walked out and she was like, oh, c'est pas possible. Yeah. Like, she was totally and French. It was every, awesome. It was a good way to cover it. Every line that she delivers is 100% French. Like, this woman is just like, yeah. fuck English, right? Because she's been, she, <laughs> she will, she doesn't even attempt it. Like, they don't even give her like a French accent. She's just like full on French no. Sans person. She's caged into the core, yeah. baby. So we get the, the, the family here. We get JCVD looking at his old war pictures, and he's str- he does a good job here, I thought. I think he did a with great the job. Acting. Yeah. Yeah, with like when he says, like, I, I I remember some things, I can't remember other things, I'm having a hard time. Like he's good, man. Like he's, it's he does a good job. This is, I think, his best acting as well. Like I would have a hard time picking another Von Van Damme movie that is as good as this one with respect to his acting. Yeah, I I agree somewhat. I think his best acting was the film uh, JCVD, which would have come out about maybe oh, 10 yeah, years ago. That's fair. That is yeah. that's his best acting in my opinion, but yeah. this is I think this is one of the reasons why I like this film so much because, you know, his acting is so over the top in a lot of his other things and Yeah. There is a scene in Replicant, mm-hmm. which we have to cover because it's fucking crazy because Michael Rooker gets run. Love Michael Rooker. Gets run over by Van Damme driving a sedan. And I am 100% confident <laughs> that whoever was Michael Rooker's stuntman, that was the last thing he ever did. 
because I'm, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, and rarely does a movie get me to do that. So, anyhow, off topic. Apologies. <laughs> oh, that's good though. Yeah, we should. We'll we'll pack that in for one of the upcoming seasons. But uh, what's her face? The, this ominous thunder here, and Veronica has to leave and go do her thing. So she goes up to take the police car, and oh, oh no, he shows up. Lundgren's there with the ear necklace and like eight badges of cops that he yeah. killed. Like he's yeah, collecting he's got, that, was, that was pretty cool. And I love, I don't know, I love his accent in this because he's just like looking for something. <laughs> he's got the rattlesnake yeah, headband. Rattlesnake. All he apparently time. stopped at a Dollarama to get some face paint for his arm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's good though. I like it, man, because he's all uh, leaning into the window. And then the lights go out and oh, now the, the last fight is kind of on here. It's a... Uh, I, again, I, I have to bring up that I can't believe nothing is burnt or singed from that fire. I really have a hard time with that. But the the mom and dad are caught here. They end up getting tied up. And he's got the girl. He's got Veronica. And Van Damme gets a fucking break action shotgun that has two shots. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that's supposed to do to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, get something with a magazine that you can shoot it a bunch. But I don't think he even shoots it once here. But they go out and what's his face? Um, Lundgren here. He's good again. His best acting, I think. He uh, he has her and they want to have a little little scrap fight. So he throws her on the hood of the car and they start to uh, have their scrappity scrap. Good little fight, man. Honestly, good punches. Honestly, just before the fight starts, I uh, laugh my ass off in the theater and I still laugh my ass off because Lundgren's outside and stuff. And then Jean-Claude comes out and he's like, wow, you really have beautiful ears. <laughs> like, like that's how he greets him. I, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> there is some good little one-liners in this and the ear necklace looks I, cool. Yeah. And even, even when they're ready to, to scrap, like he's so good. Cause uh, he's like, Sarge, the war is over. And Lundgren's like, uh, not for me. It isn't yep. not for her. Not for you. <laughs> like, it's just the way he delivers those lines. <laughs> it's just so fucking, you know, bad guy villainy. It, I just I just have so much fun watching this, man. Oh, it's a fun, fun. And he throws him back like 20 feet with one <laughs> hand. Like, throws, Yeah, yeah. It, and, you know, it's fake, but it looks somewhat real. It looks somewhat real. Like, they did a good job with the pull. And then he injects himself with the super soldier juice right into his heart. Like, fucking Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. Just, ah! Right? Yeah. Does that, okay, so does, isn't their weakness being hot? Like, wouldn't the explosion fuck with him? Yeah, like, he gets, well, it would, like, it would, and then I... No, yeah, <sighs> nobody's had to cool down for a long time. Yeah, they don't cool, the The movie's own logic is weird, because the medicine that they're taking is stuff to fuck with their memory, right? That's because what I assumed, yeah, earlier, I thought, yeah. when they were putting him in the chair, he's like, oh, memory, memory lapse time or whatever he says i forget yeah. the, the terms but he's like oh memory erase or something time. yeah but then they show him injecting himself with stuff later and they're like oh he's injecting himself with muscle enhancers which i'm like well some sort of acute muscle enhancer like, like what the what the steroid? fuck is that because it acts so, instantly on van damme yeah because this is like oh it's acute and it just enters your bloodstream and it's now in you and now you're superman and it's like oh Okay. It yeah, there's a lot of logical things that just kind of trip itself up here, but I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. And anyways, yeah, so they're they're fighting here. Veronica backs up and starts to, you know, cut the ropes with the 
foreshadowingly menacing farm tool of questionable (laughs) usage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lundgren's smashing Van Damme into the side of the cop car here. And she finally gets the, I don't even know, she she breaks the ropes, I guess. She doesn't break the ropes Mm. yet. Yeah, because he's throwing Van Damme around. That's right at this point. Yeah, and then she's cutting through the ropes, and that's where he comes over with the whole... Now, where are we going to shoot her? In his stomach? In the chest? No. I think we should shoot her in the head. He's so crazy and so cheesy. And then he pulls the trigger and he's just like, it's empty. (laughs) Hey, it's empty. And he's just kind of laughing. Like he's having a grand old time. Like, like Dolph Lundgren, the actor probably had so much fun, like doing all the bad guy stuff and the crazy hammy lines. And you know, the look that he gives before he throws the grenade, like, you know, it's just, he probably had a blast filming that character. Oh, I can't see not having fun doing that. And then he fires him away. I don't know why in the shit she stops running. Like, because she starts to run away and he just fires her. And she just turns around mm. and I'm like, run, keep running. What are you doing? <laughs> and then he pulls yeah. the grenade out and fires it yeah. at her. And she's just standing there and he's telling her, run. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Run. <laughs> the hell out of here. <laughs> run. Then he lobs it, obviously, like the throwback to the beginning and goddamn Bluey. Yeah. That seems like the end of her. Good shot, though. I like the shot where he fires it and he's doing the overbite and it explodes. And then he does the, yeah, yeah. the fist pump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that. And the Van Damme face. And then we <laughs> get. Yeah. But I love that little <laughs> of uh, Lundgren. It's awesome. It's so cheesy and stupid, but it's great. Yeah. And then we get the hero shot of Van Damme standing up with the fire behind him. <laughs> Super dope. And, yeah. uh. Then we get, this is where we get all the, the signature Van Damme kicks that he has to do in every movie with the split kick and stuff, with Lundgren standing there yeah. with his hands down, yeah, right, with zero thing. defense. Yeah. yeah. But I I love his whole delivery. Like, he's got lines, and he's like, this is a serious matter, Private. I can't believe you got your fine folks messed up in all this, right? His parents are sitting there, like, wondering what the fuck is going on, because his parents barely acknowledge the fact like, let's just say this. His parents barely acknowledge the fact that their son comes home and hasn't aged a day, <laughs> you know, since the Vietnam War. And they're just like, like, they barely react. And then um, Dolph Lundgren's line while, while Van Damme is injecting himself with the medication. I just love how he looks at his parents and he goes, Gee, I'm awfully sorry about this, but you've all been sentenced to death. <laughs> like he's so funny, man. He's so good. I love this. The the last scene here. I'm glad they put it in and they didn't end with the with the the truck crash because this scene's great. Well, it's just a lot more personal, right? It's just a lot more personal. Yeah, I just I wish they had made Lundgren singed and burnt. That's all. Like make make a, the continuity yeah. of of what had happened to him eight minutes earlier kind of flow through. Well, maybe he found some ice. He found some ice in a, you know, and yeah. a homeless guy dressed in military fatigues that were exactly his size. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, Van Damme injects himself with the super steroids here and catches Lundgren's fist because they act 
instantaneously. <laughs> Completely. He's just like, say goodnight, asshole. asshole <laughs> and he yeah. goes and punches. And Van Damme catches the punch, and he's like, goodnight, asshole. And like, I loved, headbutt. I loved it. So, oh, it's dope. Then Van Damme goes on the super offensive, you know, where, like you said, Lundgren just puts his hands at his side and just gets the the Hulk Hogan you know, finishing moves are all happening now. So he basically just has to sell getting hit for the remainder of the fight, really. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he gets the pipe off the wall, but he hits Van Damme once and then Van Damme gets the upper hand again here pretty much and just starts. There's a a wide array of implements on the farm walls that are falling off that either of them could use to kill each (laughs) other. Like there's axes and spades and hoes and fucking knives and sickles and all that kind of shit. So (laughs) I don't know why they didn't grab that, but they stuck with the hand to hand for the most part. Well... That's why we're here. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. You know, we're here for to the we're here for the hand to hand. And he's like, You're dead, soldier. And he's like, No, I'm alive. I'm alive. And then just <laughs> does the uh, JCVD like trademark series of kick combinations <laughs> drives him into that hay baler mulcher spiky Jason Voorhees <laughs> kilothon machine. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get another hero shot of him with the flames behind him and then shrack right into the, I don't even know what that is, thresher type thing. I, I don't know what it is either. His father's probably like, fuck. No, I, got a, I don't even know why I have that thing. Buy a new thing. people <laughs> chewer. Whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> but this, it's, it looks good when he falls onto it and all the spikes go through him. Like, it looks good. Yeah. it's It looks really realistic. Through his like, hand you know, and stuff. Obviously. Yeah, like it's it's good. And then we get one more fake out. Like you cannot kill this guy. Again, they they pulled a lot of stuff from Terminator. Yes. Yeah. Here and essentially, you know, created that Terminator chase film, but you know, I think it I think it works as a martial arts film. It really works for me. Oh, it works for me too. Yeah, you knew he wasn't dead. Like as soon as he fell on this thing, I was like, "Well, now you got to cut his head off, right? Like finish the job." John Wick this dude, like do something but then of And then they then they cut to like the mulcher, like when he's mulching them, there's like spray coming out, but like then like chunks, like a couple of little chunks tumble out, and I'm like, what the fuck? I think that was a nose, yeah. like you know, fucking nose and like the third toe, and yeah, like, like a fucking wrist falls out. Like I'm like, Jesus, yeah, dude, yeah. relax. <laughs> yeah, that that's like one sixteenth of a bat, yeah. like you know, flying out there. Like, Jesus, it's so messed up. <laughs> And I love that he goes over at once that's done, he goes over to his mom and dad. Are you okay? And the parents are like, yeah, 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 we're, it's okay. You know, we're yeah, 80. We just got good. beat up by a super soldier, you know, fucking <laughs> yeah, cybernetic yeah. killer. You, we're, no, no, yeah. we're okay. Go check on your girlfriend yeah. you met yesterday. Yeah, check asshole. Your, check like, on your girlfriend, <laughs> Luke. Luke <laughs> fucking only saw you. And I, I love that she's just laying there and like, <laughs> like, it would have been funny if he just walked over and like found her arm and a bit of hair. Like, <laughs> she's just yeah. fucking yeah. blown apart. Like, oh man. <laughs> Oh my god. But this is another one where, like you said before, people are either completely unconscious or they're totally lucid. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah. She, she's been unconscious for s- fucking six minutes. And her eyes open up and she's like, oh, it's Luke Devereaux. Like, yeah. okay, you just got hit with a fucking grenade. Yeah. Like, if the shrapnel, <laughs> right? like, no shrapnel hit her whatsoever. Like, no shrapnel. Just the shockwave. Okay, so let's just, let's just say, yeah, let's just say no shrapnel hit her. Yep. She would be fucking concussed and there would probably be a lot of blood and straw-colored fluid coming out of her fucking ears. <laughs> and he'd go, are you okay? And she'd go, I'm <laughs> 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 Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, for Christ, she goes, uh, I have a bit of a headache. But she, for six months, she'd be going, I have a headache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't oh, yeah. work right. <laughs> Jesus. No, no. Like, they'd be taking her to the hospital and fitting her out with her with her new portable drool cup that they, she could just fasten to her fucking face. Because, like, and that's the... That's the so crazy thing about it. It's like he hits her with her grenade and then he just runs over. He's like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, totally. Let's get this story to the news. <laughs> like, you know, she does not give a fuck. Nope. Doesn't give a goddamn. <laughs> Doesn't give a good goddamn. So yeah, the hug snuggling, smiley face. That's a wrap on Universal Soldier, dude. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I always had fun watching this, man. Like I really did. And I'm glad we're finishing season one on this one just because... I like to go out with a winner. Absolutely. And this is one of my favorite Van Damme movies. Like, I think it's I think it's just, like, A, it's a good movie. Just the way that it's put together. I think the script was good. The storytelling was good. The cinematography, the way it was shot. It didn't take itself too seriously. It kind of knew that it was kind of joking. You know what I mean? Yeah, there, there was a couple little seeming winks a little bit, mm. particularly with Lundgren. Yeah, he was great. So, yeah, I... Uh, I loved it. How many how many fists are we going to give this bad boy? So I would say for me personally for if I'm going to start with uh, I guess the soundtrack. You know, the soundtrack was good. I I I didn't mind it. I didn't notice it. It didn't take me out. So I I would stick that fairly decent at about 3 fists out of 5 for the sound. It I didn't like go, yeah. "Oh, this is an amazing soundtrack." Like, you know, uh, Enter the Dragon or something like that where it really stood out as like, "Fuck, this is good." I just didn't notice it. Yeah, I I agree. I think that this film puts a lot of sound effects and foley in here and some musical beats. So I'm going to give it 3.5 uh, fists out of five, mm-hmm. just because like, like there's little tiny, tiny things when uh, like Dolph Lundgren pushes that guy's head through the, the, the needle through that guy's head. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, that was good. Like there's, there's a little moment and there's just like a little string, like, bling, like, yeah. like it, it understands sound very well and i and even though the music isn't you know great but then of course they end it with iced tea body count so Which you know rules i had to give it an extra half a point just for that so yeah it's uh it's a decent soundtrack i liked it for acting i, I you know honestly ali walker i think is great i think like you said she does a mm-hmm. lot of the heavy lifting i think it's some of van damme's best work i think it's i think it is lundgren's best work so i'm actually gonna go fairly high on this one i think all the supporting none of the supporting people took me out of of the movie at all so i'm gonna go like four four fists out of five for this man yeah and i mean i'm also going four fists out of five i know you're going ahead of me but it sounds like you're copying me <laughs> um no i i think it's Definitely uh, Dolph Lundgren's, well, it's definitely my favorite Dolph Lundgren performance, and it's one of my favorite Van Damme performances, and nobody was bad enough to take you out of it. Like, there wasn't, like, a bunch of background actors that were like, oh, fuck, what what the fuck is up with this dildo? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, that the hotel guy, like, everybody that, that had a role, like, was good, and even the people in the diner, just like, hey! this guy says he can't pay yeah. like it's it's okay like she's a little over the top but you know it works it fit like you gotta you gotta dislike her so she's gotta ham it up a bit more than new than a normal person would yeah exactly and then for martial arts um for martial arts it's decent it's pretty good I, i'm honestly probably gonna go three and a half fists out of five for it it's pretty good but again not a lot of like stand like oh because the stuff that he does i'm speaking about van damme you know you've kind of seen what he can do 
before. It it does fit the character mm. well. Uh, but like when he in the end fight there where he does his signature jump splitty kicks and stuff and it's it's good stuff. It works for the movie, but it wasn't like stand out for me. So I, I'm going to go three and a half yeah. fists out of five for martial arts. I'm going to give it four fists out of five, mm-hmm. and I and I and I always kind of put little caveats in there because yep. this this is definitely a martial arts film, but there's not a really big emphasis on it. This is a little bit more of an action film than a quote unquote martial arts film. Yes, so there's not a whole lot of martial arts like Donnie Yen and Ip Man. Like that's like that's a martial yeah. arts movie. This could this <laughs> could be our like, first hey partial arts movie. Yeah. Well, I I think it's still a martial arts movie. Like a partial arts, I would say, is like Stallone. Um, or like Face Off. Or Brian Bosworth. Yeah, yeah. Brian Bosworth or, or, or Face Off. Uh, this is definitely a martial arts film, but it's kind of on the hairy edge. Like it's, it's <laughs> kind of like the least important aspect of it. Yeah. So I'm going to give it four fists out of five, understanding that the martial arts weren't fantastic. But what I did see, I really enjoyed. Nice. I like that. It does pass the brother revenge test. It does. And again, not a lot of whoa moments in it. So yeah, man, that's a wrap on not only Universal Soldier, but season one of the podcast. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I'm surprised we, I'm surprised we made it to be honest, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It kind of flew by. Like I've, I, when we talked about it and I was like, holy shit, this is the 21st movie like this wraps up the season holy crap like it, it felt like it went fast so i'm i'm looking forward to getting this party rolling man and uh if everybody's listening we're, we're moving this over to patreon so if you would like access to this this is uh this whole season of movies is going to stay up free for all for another probably two weeks once you hear this and then it's going to be behind the paywall with the exception of i believe there's four movies i can't think of what they are right now but they will be free for all on whatever platform you're on if you subscribe and on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. You can go there, you can listen to the free episodes and you can listen to the teaser episodes uh, there or on whatever platform you're on. And you can subscribe at whatever of one of the five levels best fits you and your budget. Come in, join the dojo, pick a belt level and get access to all the full episodes and the bonus content and the upcoming partial arts bonus episodes hell yeah and i think that's i think that's kind of cool like we're we're essentially going to be doing you know four episodes a month one's going to be out there free for everyone and there'll be like partial episodes out there free for everyone but for all of the good content and everything else that we have that's going to be for our patreon supporters that we love so much yeah man because uh we're having a dope ass time doing this podcast and if we can do it for a job and put more time and effort into it the quality is only going to go up and the amount of bonus content is only going to go up like we've got a lot of ideas going forward for what to do with this podcast so man this is the beginning of an exciting thing for us and hopefully everybody who wants to help out so won't cost that much at all you can go check us out again patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast you can also check out our social media instagram at you have offended this podcast twitter at yhotp there's a facebook group you have offended this podcast and we're going to start a youtube channel which will be out there which will have our podcasts and our teaser episodes up for everybody to enjoy so keep an eye out on our social media you will see the preview video for the movies we are covering in the next 21 episodes for season two check those out we hope you love them and we will see you in season two on you have offended this podcast